Welcome to episode 52. This is of Stone and Clay with Taylor Church, and we are here with the lovely Janae Alexa Toon. You did my full name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sweet Janae, apparently, I just learned this, well, I relearned it because you told me earlier and I forgot, that her sister-in-law is also named Janae Toon. <laughs> is that right? Mm-hmm. And so you prefer to go by the middle name. Yes. Because you don't want two of you. Yes. Are you a little bugged because you were the first one? Yes. Or is she older than you? She's older than me. But I guess her last name is new. Yes. So you're the OG. Yeah, but I've also never met her. You've never met your sister-in-law? How long have they been um, married? Well, it's a sticky situation. How, I haven't, how sticky? I, haven't, I have, mo- well, I guess some of my family seen my brother, but I haven't seen my brother since he married her. It's his second marriage. He's uh-huh. kind of off doing his own thing. So. Okay, but we love him. I mean, always. <laughs> How, so it's been a couple of years? Yeah. What a weird way to start off the podcast. I know. I, I guess this comes up more often than Yeah. not. Yeah. Well, interesting. Um, I mean, listen, everyone has very unique family dynamics. Mm-hmm. So, and you know that better than anyone probably. Yeah. My family is dope though. Yeah. No yeah. questions there. Because um, you are a behavior analyst. Is mm-hmm. that the correct term? Yes. Which means you are like a little kids therapist essentially? Yeah, so I uh, work with kids with autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And to really sum up what I do, I work in behavior change and behavior development in kids with autism. Okay, and so that's where you kind of specialize? So most Can you do other behavioral stuff? Yeah, most people um, that do what I do work with kids with autism or adults with autism. Yeah. Um, But we can also work with animals and uh, plants no (laughs) not plants um but some people like disneyland will hire behavior analysts Mm. to make their areas more reinforcing so that staying standing in line for x amount of time isn't absolutely dreadful oh wow so they they'll make environments more um appealing more uh interactive Mm. there's also behavior analysts that work in business um, I'm not sure they're doing a great job at Disneyland. Yeah, well, I'm not a Disneyland fan. Me so. neither, but I just don't think any waiting in line is like, oh, this was so great this last two hours. I'm glad the behavior analysts are making it well, more. I mean, it's not going to be like, I'm so excited to wait in line. <laughs> yeah, just but, slightly more but tolerable. But less of, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also behavior analysts that work in... Uh, business and Mm -hmm. they make the working environment more reinforcing and uh motivating for people to do are they like part of hr um yeah probably Mm -hmm. Uh, that's not my scope of practice but okay cool yeah and you're with pretty young kids you said like age two to seven yeah right now pretty young but you've done like teenagers and stuff in the past Mm -hmm. what do you do you prefer the youngins um (coughs) pros and cons pros and cons to both um my first job in this field, I worked with some pretty aggressive um, older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was hard in its own right because yeah. when they're 15, 6'4", and 300 pounds yeah. and almost nonverbal and give people concussions, <laughs> right, right. that's tough. Right. Um, right now it's nice that I work with such young, young kids because uh, – I start my work day early, usually end it kind of early. Mm-hmm. Um, 
getting in there for that early intervention is really fun. Yeah. Because it changes their whole trajectory. Like right. the sooner they can come in and get services, um, the better off they are for yeah. the rest of their life. So. Are most of the ones you deal with very like low functioning or are they kind of all across the board? They're all across the board. Um, like I have one client who, when he started with um, my company, he had no words um, and no concept that he needed to uh, use his mouth to communicate How to old was he? get what he needs. Um, he just turned four. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was three when he started. Yeah. Um, and obviously a lot of these like COVID babies or people born right before COVID are getting services later because mm-hmm. yeah, everything's just delayed. Um, but now he came in and uh, you initially just start by teaching them that like any vocalization that they make, any sound that they make uh, has power. Mm-hmm. Um and so you with, withhold something that they're really wanting, this toy car or whatever, and um, if they make any sort of uh, verbal, uh, uh, yeah, at yeah. you, you're like, cool, thanks for asking. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and now he's saying things like car and outside, oh, cool. and we just started shaping uh, t for truck. Mm. So that's cool. And then I also have kids that are um, going to be starting uh, general education in kindergarten um, in the fall, and we're teaching things like personal space, and how to be a good friend because yeah. sometimes kids don't want you to tackle them and yeah, kids can hug them super tight. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Or even just kids and their speech patterns and helping them learn how to have appropriate speech patterns so that they can communicate with other kids. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, All sorts of fun things. Well, sweet. I guess we'll, we'll just start with some of these questions I posted on my Instagram um, if anyone wanted to ask us some questions and some people had some very specific questions probably from their own children. Ah. Right. Um, And some of it might be a little outside your purview, but you probably at least have experience or knowledge about it. Um, And I think it's mostly parents kind of like, okay, I got this rascal and he's a tyrant and I don't know (laughs) and I don't know what to do. Do you know? All of the people that ask questions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Um, yeah. I'm not so going to s- say their names. You have some, well, yeah. Yeah. But, but you I have do, some fun I, insight. Yeah. I know their situations, actually. That's so funny. Um, okay. So the first one says, um, what should I do if a little kid feels a lack of freedom, kind of struggling with the not wanting to overprotect, but not wanting to underprotect as a kid? Um, and I'm, and And she mentioned like, as when she was a kid, she struggled with that and like tried to run away a few times and felt like she didn't have enough autonomy. But so I guess my question is, what do you say to a parent that is like, yeah, my kid's kind of crazy, <laughs> like really rambunctious and wants to do his own thing, but I don't want to be a helicopter parent. I don't want to have a thousand rules and, and things. What, what's your, your first approach with that? Yeah. Um, well, for one, I wish they're not my clients. So like I don't have all the context, but yeah. it's always nice to have that. Cause especially with what I do, the therapy is very individualized and tailored to exactly what mm-hmm. they are. It's not like I got trained on this one fits all program and I just find out where the yeah. kids are in. There's lots of different assessments. There's lots of different, um, things that I do use in my clients, but real quick, do you feel like sometimes you meet with kids and their parents and you're like, Oh, they're their parents just need so much work. Like this is going to be really hard because their parents (laughs) probably need therapy and their parents need to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about what I do. So what I do is all build through insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, kids have to have an autism diagnosis diagnosis in order to, um, get the services that I provide. Yeah. And 
insurance requires parents to have parent trainings every single month oh, if cool. their kids are getting these services okay which is really cool yeah, yeah sometimes it's really hard to nail the parents down and i uh insurance isn't like the most strict on uh like if you don't do this parent training then you don't get services anymore it's not like that but yeah. um yeah um in terms of autonomy so it kind of sounds like um the parent is seeing these things happen and wants to kind of talk to their child like as it's happening. Um, for one, I would have the parent notice what's happening and maybe not say something in the moment, but take note and find patterns um, and then identify what it is that they the child needs to know to be more successful in those situations write it all out, kind of come up with something. And then when they're not in that situation, they're not heightened, they're not distracted, um, do some pre-teaching. I love mm, pre-teaching. Yeah. Um, with a lot of clients, especially like really early learners, so really young kids, um, you teach in the moment, you prompt in the moment. But for um, as they get older, it's really not as appropriate to teach them straight out just in the natural environment. Um <clears throat> especially if kids are really struggling to gain the concept, right? So um, identifying, noticing what it is, it's more work for the parent. Um, but then having set times where maybe you review those things, go over what the expectation is, what the, the um, child, is they're wanting the child to work mm -hmm. on. So then when things are happening in the real moment, it's easier for the parent to be like, hey, remember this? Right. And then they can be like, oh, yeah. And apply it to this. Yeah, because it's got to it's got to be really hard to implement any sort of new parenting in the moment because your kids the kid like, is like I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing whatever I need to be doing. Right. Like, don't stop me right now when yeah. I'm in the zone. Right, and kids probably don't realize how much they thrive off of patterns and consistency and stuff because mm -hmm. their life's kind of chaos, but they don't think about it. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to play. Mm -hmm. That's all kids care about. Especially in the moment, it's like, I'm busy. Right. So, yeah, um, being intentional and noticing the things, writing them down, and reviewing it with the child at a different time so yeah. they can actually absorb what's mm. that makes sense. being okay. said. Also, um, giving them choices. Um, <clears throat> a lot of kids, we can only, um, only give choices that you're okay with them choosing. Right. Um, so if the kid needs to get ready for bed, instead of saying like, Hey, go get ready for bed. You can be like, Hey, do you want to get ready for bed in five minutes or seven minutes? Yeah. And then that gives them some autonomy, some mm. choice in how they're doing it. Yeah. They have to get ready for bed and they're going to get ready for bed either within the next 10 minutes, but yeah. you give them choices and they are, then they can decide if they want to finish something real quick or if they want to do something else right before or any of the things they don't feel as dictated. Yeah, my my niece who is seven, um, and I hang out with her and and my sister and brother in law a lot. She will often, because I feel like bedtime is just a disaster for all kids, right? <laughs> or it's Who a wants big, to go to bed? No, I still struggle I do, with it. Yeah, you're really good at it, <laughs> but I still fight bedtime, <laughs> and I'm sure that's <laughs> some deep seated issues. But yeah, well, um, my my sister's good at. She'll always be like, hey, like it's almost time to go to bed. So if you want another snack, you can have it now. But if you do that, we're not going to have time to like read stories so you can have the snack or we can read stories. Yeah. That's great. And, and so, yeah, it makes it so 
if you just spring on, hey, time to go to bed now, it's a breakdown, you know? <laughs> I really like that because it's, as adults, it's we need to get things done mm-hmm. in a timely manner. And it's like, yeah, you can't have both. Right. Which oftentimes in adulthood, we can't have both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think another thing too is relating the kids um, to what's going to be beneficial for them later on in life, right? Yeah, so yeah. constantly of what I'm teaching them, um, part of, so what I do is applied behavioral analysis um, and things have to be significantly, socially significant mm-hmm. uh, for us to work with it or train it or anything like that. So if it's, if it's just for kicks and giggles, we don't, but if it's socially significant, this is going to help their quality of their life. This is going to help them be more independent. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs up. Right, right. And giving them the choices and letting them learn like we can't have everything that we want. Yeah. But you can have one and you get to choose and then you have to go do something you don't want. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. You're making sense. You're making all the, all the sense that there is. Um, okay. Next question. This one is probably, you're, you're probably going to be like, I need so much more context. <laughs> um, and and maybe, we, maybe you can give him some more advice offline. But um, he says, what experience do you have in the effects of misbehaving stepchildren on younger half-siblings? So his situation is he married, he married this girl that already had two kids. And then they had two kids. And, um, and they just moved out of Utah to a different state. And this kid that was originally, um, from her first marriage, he's now misbehaving like crazy and is being pretty rough on, on the, the new, the new kids. Um, and he's just kind of, he's just at kind of a loss cause he's acting out in school and he's just, he's just being a tyrant and he's like 12 or 13. Yeah. And Again, I'm sure you need a lot more context, but um, yeah, do you have any advice? Yeah, um, I think the, well, I'm not like a, I'm a therapist, but I'm not a therapist. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I would say that uh, the the new stepchildren, the new step-siblings for this kid Mm -hmm. are aversive for him because there's been so much change. He probably didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of That age the, is tough to the, move. Yes, the negative experience kind of with them probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would recommend taking things that his kids really like um, and trying to associate it with these other half-siblings. Mm. So doing really preferred activities, um, even just in short bursts to create um, some happy, cohesive moments between the two of them and slowly build that up to longer periods of time even. Mm-hmm. Um, but just starting really, really simple because if you try and go for long periods of time to start, there's going to be negative feelings that creep in yeah. um, during that time and it's not going to be effective. There's going to be happy mixed with negative. So I would do something in very short bursts Um even just having like the new half siblings do something for them or like give them something instead of the parents giving it to them or yeah, yeah. just anything that is possible. That's really small to start to associate um, the siblings with each other with happy things and growing it in 
uh, duration. So, mm, yeah, yeah. Does that I like make that. sense? Yeah, yeah. That's that's great. We call um, it pairing. Okay, yeah. Which anytime, so I have a caseload of clients, and then there's techs that run the therapy with mm-hmm. the client. So I'm I'm not one on one with the client um, very often. Um, the techs are, and especially when there's a new tech working with a client, they spend a lot of time at the beginning of the session just building a relationship and pairing themselves with positive reinforcement yeah. and all of those things. Um, and just building a relationship cause that's, what's going to be beneficial long run. Um, yeah. so yeah, I would, I would try and pair, uh, with happy things. Mm, that's a good idea. Starting um, with short bursts and right. And you can probably do that with a lot of behavioral issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I haven't personally, but I, I know of, um, a lot of people that I've worked with a similar situation, but it's the step parent that is aversive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to pair the, this new step parent as something positive and happy yeah. and doing it in really systematic ways to mm, okay. increase the amount of time. Yeah. Cool. Um, do some parents struggle with feeling like, well, that's not organic. I don't want to like, you know, I want it to just come naturally. Like, and um, I'm sure the answer is like, okay, great, but like that's not working. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, by the time people are getting services and they're asking for the help or yeah. they're... They're past that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, sense. teach me all the things. Right. Because then <laughs> at that point too, they've seen that what we're doing works mm-hmm. in therapy. Um, and so they're like, what? Yeah. We want that too. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. The next one is... Um, this person, I'm going to kind of paraphrase their question because it doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> but this person Hopefully has, they don't get offended. No, they won't. Um, cause they don't know what order I'm going in, but, um, but they know what question they ask. They'll get over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but this person has a, uh, a child that they started taking to a um, I think she said just a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because the child has just been having a lot of kind of sudden tantrums and outbursts at school and at home and really struggles when her expectations aren't met, when something happens that she didn't think was going to happen. Um, but she's like mostly really, really well behaved. She's really smart, really well spoken. Um, but has just started to kind of have these breakdowns and the therapist said she is what they call, um, a deep feeler. Mm. And I thought that was a cool term because I think sometimes even adults, like when you're a really, really deep thinker, things just affect you in a deeper way Mm -hmm. and, and it can be a gift and a curse, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think you're more, you'll, you end up being maybe more empathetic maybe even more interesting but um but things kind of hit you harder and you might get sad easier and you might be have more of a proclivity towards depression or some dark thoughts um so she gave her some some exercises for how to deal with those things um but the parent was wondering okay these are some good exercises for my kid but like what about me? Like I'm struggling. I need some exercises. I need something. Yeah. Um, 
cool thing about what I do is it's very science based. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though I help deal with some like pretty big problem behaviors or emotions or any of those things, um, it's looked at very systematically. So yeah. um, you talk about her being a very deep feeler and that she's very intelligent and all of those things. My first question is, is uh, how is she communicating when she's in these distressed states? Mm-hmm. Is she communicating at all? Um, because all behavior is a form of communication. Right. Um, and so she's communicating something. Um, and the simplest of the explanations is that she um, is feeling all of these things. She doesn't know how to communicate it or how to um, get the help that she does want mm-hmm. and need. And, and so that, that's and the I only way. And I think, real quick, what's gotten worse is she has had a harder time, like, calming down. Mm-hmm. Like, because she'll kind of, you know, start crying or something and crying about what she wanted or what she wished happened. But then she used to kind of be able to just kind of calm down, go in her room, whatever, decompress. But now it's like it just is much more of a thing. Yeah. Um, (coughs) Yeah, I would wonder if she um, is communicating at all. And like because sometimes we even have to teach kids a lot of uh, emotion identification and Mm -hmm. how to communicate what what they're feeling and how to communicate on the outside. We were talking about this about adults yeah, yeah. the other week, so yeah. that's so funny. Um, but yeah, so I I wonder if she even knows, because if she's feeling all of these feelings, she might just be overwhelmed and yeah. not understand what is even going on. Right, she's like, body. am I sad? Am I mad? Am I frustrated? Yeah, yeah. like what is this feeling? And it's uncomfortable for mm-hmm. her, uh, guaranteed. Yeah, so, so it just ends in tears. Right, and yeah. so sometimes uh, I wish I could see it because that makes it a lot yeah, easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes it's it's giving kids permission and letting them know that like it's okay to feel the things, because um, sometimes then they get in this cycle of like, this is madness and I don't know how to get out. Yeah, adults do that too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's funny all these things you're saying. I'm like, yeah, adults struggle with this too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny because what I do, sure, there has to be a diagnosis for kids with autism to yeah. get it covered by insurance, but. Um, behavior's behavior whether right. you're neurotypical or not yeah um but yeah so i would i would wonder if she is communicating at all if she's able to identify how she's feeling if she's able to communicate if she's able to ask for help in the ways that she um needs help or any of those things what's going to make her feel better um or if she can even identify what's going to make her feel better yeah. um maybe putting some things in place of when this happens these are the options that you have to help you calm down mm-hmm. um because a lot of times when kids are in crisis, whatever their crisis looks like, they can't think about, they can't problem solve of what's going to help them feel better. They need the choices decided ahead of time yeah. so that they're ready to go. It's a go-to. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm feeling a certain type of way. I know that I can go do this yeah. to help me feel better. Honestly, I need that a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need, sometimes if I'm like, okay, I'm going into a situation and it might end very poorly. I feel like I need to prep myself for worst case scenario, you know? Yeah. Like, like say I'm going to have a DTR with a girl mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I could go, it could go 50, 50, you know? You go into DTRs when they're 50, 50? No, well, 50, 50 is probably, I'm, I guess I say 50, 50 cause there's only two options. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. you sense. proceed or you die. <laughs> or you die. <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, sometimes when you're a little unsure, you're like, okay, I don't think it's going to go that bad, but I don't want to be like surprised. So I'm going to kind of prep myself for being sad or whatever emotion. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so I would, I don't know. I would help her identify because I mean, it's important for parents to also know that parents have to walk alongside their kids mm-hmm. helping figure all of this ish out. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, how many of us in our generation wish that we had more support of like figuring out our emotions? Yeah, now? yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> were you were you a frequent crier as a child? Um, were you pretty sensitive? I don't really remember my childhood. I'm I'm an observer. Yeah, which <laughs> I am in the perfect field, you know. Yeah. Um, it was like everyone else's world and I was just observing it. <laughs> okay. So I don't have like a ton of memories of... Of your life? <laughs> you just remember other <laughs> no, people's lives? No, I, life? I do. I was pretty chatty and fun, wild. I don't think I cried a whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I was a happy... I'm a happy human. My neutral is happy, yeah. so... nice. That's good. Not a big crier. Yeah, nice. Um... Okay, yeah. The only other question has nothing to do with <laughs> with this field. This Uh-oh. this guy said, um, "What's been your favorite thing about this year so far?" Oof. And I mean, we're only a couple months in. It's uh, been a rough go. <laughs> right. I'm I'm feeling the same way, but um, I mean, I've there's been, been some I've been silver sick lining. for like the last month. Okay. That's. Um, I hit one year of being in my house. Oh, nice. Um, and looking back at how it felt moving into my house alone versus how I feel in my house now. Oh, happy. nice. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's probably the best thing. Awesome. Well, happy anniversary for Thank you and you. your home. Thank you. Okay, um, we're going to switch up and get a little more personal. Uh-oh. Um, this is how our talks normally are, I know, about my I know. job. But it's But your job's really interesting. Yeah. And it's cool I don't because talk about it all that much. Yeah. And it's cool because like I said, it I feel like <coughs> um even though you're not working with adults, like like you said, it's all behavior mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's all communication and it's pretty applicable across the board. Yeah. You know. So that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, I wanna ask you know how everyone always asks like what your icks are mm-hmm. in dating? I wanna ask that your opposite, like what is What's something you just love about men? Mm. Like. <laughs> just one thing. <laughs> no, no, a bunch of, like, what are some things, um, some plural things you love about men uh, that are just like. Like things about all men or things that men. Like men that you're. Do and have that I am like. The men. Th- yeah. Men that you're like romantically interested in. You're like, oh, this is why I freaking love men. Mm. Um. When they're good drivers. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they're good drivers. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of hot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, is a good driver like a really safe driver or like a really skilled not like a, driver? Not like a pansy driver, yeah. but not someone I feel like I'm going to die yeah, in yeah. the car. Mm-hmm. Um, they I'm can hit the parallel park pretty easy. Yeah. Do the like one hand on the steering wheel. Oh yeah, yeah. Turn, you know. Uh-huh. That's so cliche for me to say, but um, Drive I'm a with very the knees. yeah. I'm a very independent human. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so and I don't I I can do all the things by myself. Yeah. But it's nice when there's a guy that like can come in and do the things and be manly and Yeah. Sure, I can do them. Mm-hmm. I can do them all, but yeah. But it's nice when you're like, "Hey, do you want to maybe build fix my garage door because it's screw bombus right now yeah. and I don't have the time to yeah. research." Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I can't do that. I can't fix it. Probably could. I've never touched a garage door, but I'm gonna YouTube it one of these weekends and figure it out. But yeah, what else? Um, (coughs) when they're in public, well, okay. I don't want to talk about the most recent guy I dated because he turned out to be a. Okay, assume it's not him. Assume it's (laughs) not him. But when you like go out in public with a guy and he just like goes into that masculine energy and is like he doesn't have to do anything mm-hmm. but you can just like feel it you know like he's got you it's good yeah yeah you just feel like protected yeah uh-huh. like as the girl it's hard because w- when you're alone in public mm-hmm. as a girl you're constantly thinking about like is this a safe space is yeah. there enough people around is it too late at night to be here mm-hmm. like all of those things yeah and so sometimes when you can be with a guy and it's like that that worry doesn't have to be there as yeah, much anymore. Yeah. And as girls, like we could say all day long, it's like, Oh, that's not that big of a deal. Like it's not something we think about subconsciously. It, like it takes up a lot of room. Right. Right. So anytime that there's like, you're with a guy and they can just provide you more comfort. Yeah. And it's just not even, yeah. You don't even have to think about it. You're yeah. just like, I'm with my guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. You're, you have more, room in your brain for other things mm. <laughs> good yeah um okay what are some of your ex uh, they can be weird and obscure and so because my brain is like just so positive you know mm. um ex well think about like some dates you've been on or like you match with somebody on some app and you're like i can't because i just saw this or i just saw that <coughs> should we open my <laughs> <laughs> um I can't do pickup lines, mm. like at all. It's just—is it—is it too much cheese for you? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. What would you prefer if a guy's just like, "Hey, I think you're cute. Let's go out." Not they can't. They can't ask to take a girl out right away. A girl has to like feel out the, the you, guy a little bit. You first. want some small talk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I know that's annoying. Yeah. But you—you you know what my rebuttal is to that? What? And I. I mean, it's not a rebuttal because you feel how you feel. (laughs) And I know a lot of girls agree with you. But my issue with small talk on the apps is so many girls have 100,000 messages and matches. And so when you engage in small talk, you just get lost in the shuffle. So I try to go for the kill. Like, I read the situation, but I try to get them off the apps as soon as possible. And I and I want to make it known that hey, like I'm here for business. Like I think you're cute. I want to hang out. I want to take you out. Whatever. And so, and to me, I'm like, what's like? We're gonna do this small talk when we meet anyway. Yeah. Like, why do you care where I'm from? <laughs> like, like I understand. Like, okay, ask me like what I do, or you know, if you have a few things you want to ask to like make sure I'm not weird, or I I just have normal responses. Sure. Right. But but to just like chat for a long time, I'm like, I got to get off this app. Yeah, I don't want to chat for a long time, but I want there to be like a little. I think ideally is if you like say hi, like 
how's it going or what's up and you like each reply and then and then a conversation comes from like what was said there Mm -hmm. just like a short little one and then it's like okay cool i know you're not psycho yeah i mean you can't tell that just from a little bit but Mm -hmm. it's too risky like i'm not i'm not of the age where i'm like yeah i could use a free meal tonight i'll go on a date yeah i'm not i'd rather buy my own freaking dinner yeah um or have my own time to myself yeah you want to go out with the guy you're legitimately interested in right and so i don't know i think a little bit of small talk just to like feel it out a little bit more mm-hmm. um what if a guy is an absolute smoke show and he hits you at the pickup line <coughs> um hmm. we'd be like okay pal maybe give him some grief but then give him a second to redeem himself Maybe, <laughs> but I can't remember the last time I was like, I don't know. Dating hasn't been my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dating's a tricky thing. Okay, give me a couple other X. <clears throat> um, when they're just like socially unaware. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a, a silly one. Uh, but obviously I have my own house mm-hmm. and I'm the only human that lives there. Sure. And I'm a female. Correct. So I never need the toilet seat up. <laughs> you never Ever. need it not for any activity no uh-huh. um i think it's really comical when guys come over to an all girls home mm. apartment yeah, whatever yeah, yeah and they leave the seat up yeah i just i kind of roll my eyes there's like a little bit of a point lost right there. right right yeah it's like okay <laughs> have a little I'm, bit of awareness yeah, yeah. i'm also a, a close of the lid kind mm-hmm. of human it's yeah. neutral everyone should do it then there's no talk about sure how the toilet seat is or there's less germs being put into the air sure i feel like everyone's gonna judge me on all the things that i've said so no no everyone has these are these are perfectly reasonable i've heard some crazy icks yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm pretty reasonable yeah but like so single so single so single and that's fine well here's the thing when people ask me about dating i'm usually like it's either amazing or terrible because i'm either like really into one person. yeah i'm really into somebody excited where it's going or i'm so single mm-hmm. even if i'm like going on dates and i like have some prospects and stuff it's i'm like i just don't get excited unless there's some actual momentum yeah you know momentum yeah you're like what is that what <laughs> behavior momentum i talk about it at work all the time but yeah there's no momentum <laughs> <laughs> very rarely <laughs> just tumbleweeds which, like, I'm not that picky of a human. No. No, no. It's fine. What What are you, if there was four or five things you are looking for in a relationship that are, like, mm-hmm. th- this thing just has to be there, even if it's not, like, 10 out of 10, but it has to be pretty yeah. high. What are, what are some of those things? Um, I want someone who's very kind mm-hmm. um, and caring about people mm-hmm. um i want someone who's driven mm-hmm. i think it's important to have for people to have things that they're passionate about um someone who's clean oh yeah i'm a very clean human mm-hmm. yeah um responsible like if you go over to a guy's house and He's very clean, but his room's kind of a mess. Is that kind of a turn A off? mess or like dirty? Like 
like clutter. Oof. I'm like a, a no excess <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> that would be a really good name for your podcast. Uh, I could never. <laughs> the no excess no bitch. No one needs to hear what I have to say. Okay, we'll just delete this episode then. <laughs> um, yeah, I go through my stuff all the time and throw things away. Yeah, you're a minimalist. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about that. But you lean that direction. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah. I mean, I like decor and mm-hmm. my place to look nice, yeah. but. What about if me? I, I got a lot of crap. You do have a lot. Yeah. But it's organized. And and it's meaningful to you. Right. It's not just crap. Yeah. It's stuff. It's stuff, yeah. I just have a lot of everything that I have. <coughs> you know? Yeah. I'm kind of a collector too. So like I have a lot of hats. I have a lot of books. I have a lot of... Cans. Cans, I have a lot of notebooks, you know. I just have a lot of everything that I have. It's true. And I just, I get like, I think I need, I need like stimuli. Yeah. Like I like to, I like a really, really decorated home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I like knowing that the insides of my the contents in my closets is organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel better on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Makes so, me sound OCD, but I'm so not. So let's, let's say you fall in love with this guy, but for whatever reason, you've just never been to his house, but mm. you've already fallen for him. And then you go over there and it's not gross. It's not like dirty and mangy, but it's a lot of clutter. It's a lot of crap. It's not what you signed up for. Would you be like, okay, I just got to, I got to teach homeboy. I got to put him under my wing and tell him that this is not how we live. Um, or is that a just a deal breaker? Not a deal breaker. It depends on, it, it's a pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's got to even out somewhere. Yeah. Um. So sure, that might not be his strength, but maybe he has other things that I'm really into. And it's like, okay, I can put up with that. Yeah. I, I can pull the weight in that category mm-hmm. if he pulls the weight in this category. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Okay. How high do you think, um, especially after all your schooling and your line of work, how high do you think your emotional IQ is? Do you feel like you mm. have some blind spots? Or obviously, <coughs> I mean, we, everyone does. Yeah, yeah. We all have our weaknesses, but you're probably pretty darn aware of yours because of just, you know your field and stuff. You probably think about your own behavior a lot. I mean, kind of. I'm not, I don't know. I think um, everyone's brain is so different um, and everyone's intelligence is so different. Um, Intelligence is so relative. Yeah. Um, And everyone's, I don't know. Everyone's so different. It's hard to like measure anything equal across humans because what goes inside your head. Like I didn't know people had, uh, they could see images in their brain until recently or that the majority of people had internal dialogue. Yeah. When you told me that, I didn't know that people couldn't like, I didn't know there were people like you. Yeah. So it's like, I went almost, explain that to me. Almost my whole life, not realizing that other people's brains what goes on goes on inside their head is totally different than mine. Okay, so when I like a lot of times, I'll be <coughs> deep in thought or I'm in conversation. I'm like, okay, and I and I'm like, okay, let me let me actually visualize this so I can tell you about it. Yeah. You 
No. Don't do that. You can't do that. No. So like all growing up, you know how people are like, picture yourself on the beach or picture yourself <laughs> yeah, like in yeah. the most relaxing place. Uh-huh. I would just close my eyes and like just feel how it would feel. Yeah. But I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. It's just black. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Like I don't see anything going on. Yeah. I, I feel it. Like mm-hmm. I feel what the energy would feel like if I was on the beach or how I would feel emotionally. But do you, I do don't. you feel like you your memories are less vivid because of that? Well, I don't I don't have anything to compare it to. Right, 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 right. But do you I don't think have s- trouble recalling your past? No. Yeah. Uh there's a, a or maybe details about it. You remember how you feel, but you don't remember like what things looked like. That's the weird thing. Like I I can I can like remember where things are or where I like walked or anything like that. And I know what it looked like or what color something was, Mm -hmm. but I can't see it. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) I don't understand. How, um, how rare is this? I don't know. Yeah. Um, based on my Instagram polls, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um, I would say, uh, like 15% of people are similar to me. Oh, wow. Because I've Just never met my anyone. my Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah. I've never met anyone like you, but maybe I've met people and they just haven't told me. Or yeah. what, Or they just think it's normal and so they've never even brought it up. Yeah, I, I don't think... Most people, when I ask them, they've never... Considered it. It's like one of my favorite questions. Yeah. Like, do you have internal dialogue and do you <laughs> have like imagery? Yeah, I remember you mind? you asked me. I'm like, what do you mean? Of course I do. Like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't have either one. Wait, so you don't have internal dialogue, meaning my like, thoughts don't function as like full discussion. Like, it, I can. You don't really have an actual dialogue with yourself. No. Yeah. I can if I am like reading something or I'm going over like what was just said or I'm practicing like what I'm going to say mm-hmm. for something or if I'm reading. Did I yeah. say that already? Yeah. Um, when you're just walking around thinking. Yeah. I'm, if, if I'm just walking around thinking, it's not. It's just shapes and colors and. No, because I can't see. <laughs> it's all, it's the best way I can describe it is that like I have my own language in the form of like feeling. Like I mm. feel all of my thoughts. Yeah. And not in the way of like a. I feel it deep in my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I yeah. just like, I feel everything. And so that's how it processes. Yeah. Interesting. Gosh. So do you feel like that makes you more like in tune with your feelings? Maybe. Um, until I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember, <laughs> I remember I dated this guy when I was like 20, 21 mm-hmm. when I first moved to Utah. Yeah. And I remember he would ask me questions and try to get me to talk about things. And it was like pulling teeth. Yeah. I don't know if it was just him. I didn't want to chat with him. (laughs) Yeah. I was dating him, which is sad. But like putting my thoughts into words that made sense to other people Mm -hmm. was so hard. Yeah. Because it's like I knew what was going on in my brain. I understood. I felt all of it. But translating it out. Yeah. So like when I'm talking to people, I'm always like, does that make sense? Does (laughs) that make sense? Yeah. Which has just turned into a bad tick for me, I yeah. think. But, but yeah. you're actually a really good communicator. I've worked really hard. Yeah. What is what is what has helped you the most in kind of getting um, over that or improving with that? Um being around people that I feel safe to communicate with. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That's helped. Um just do you feel like just being more you have vulnerable? To practice. 
you have to practice it and push through. I think I got to a point where I was like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. And I don't think it was like a conscious like thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just put your shoulder to the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, okay. What is... Um, Wait, can we talk about what... Can we backtrack to yeah. what your icks are? Sure, yeah. Yeah, and you can ask me any question you want. Yeah. Um, my icks. Let's see. Um, I struggle when, like, I'm hanging out with someone, especially when it's new. Mm-hmm. You know, first, second, third date, whatever. Um, or even if it's more casual, we're just kind of hanging or whatever, but they're just on their phone all the time. Wait, are you going on dates with girls that are on their phone on dates? Well, like, there's a lot of, like, checking. Like, they're not, they don't, they don't stay on them a while, but there's a lot of, like, like, like just. You're joking. No, no. (laughs) If I am on a date. Yeah. My phone is in my bag. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. (laughs) I think that's best practice. What? Yeah. What are they checking for? I, I think they're legitimately addicted? addicted to their phones. And when a notification comes in or a buzz, they can't not look. That's or they so can't they can't go an hour without being <coughs> like... Why go on a date if, if the phone's more important than the date? Well, because that's not what they think is happening, <laughs> right? <Whoa. laughs> um, so that's... Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying it happens all the time, but it mm-hmm. definitely happens sometimes. Um, let's see. It's funny because I feel like guys like it's for some reason ick has just become a term for women like <laughs> towards men. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like you never hear two guys be like, "Oh, that's just she gave me the ick. yeah." She gave me the ick. <laughs> like <laughs> they're just like she sucks mm-hmm. or she's crazy. That's all guys say about she girls sucks. is she sucks or she's crazy. Um. There's got to be some in between, <laughs> but um, let's see. I struggle with really one-sided conversations. Mm-hmm. So e- sometimes they even are really friendly and are engaged, but you ask them something and they respond, and I'm like, "You got, <laughs> you got anything for help me?" Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's just maybe more like just a personality. Like it's not that it me out I'm just like I can't I need a little more conversational I think that, that also has to go with like so many girls here feeling like so many guys are wanting them mm-hmm. that it's almost like an interview process yeah and she's just sitting there being like so what do you yeah how are you gonna engage with me right right <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's like um yeah what do you got for me Not like to rag on the girls i'm a girl's girl <laughs> you're right I love the ladies yeah shout out to the Just ladies not like that um let's see oh here's a big ick for me so i don't care like if you have really nice things that's great i'm really happy for you and <laughs> and I might even think they're really cool or really attractive, whether it's really nice clothes or a really nice car or whatever. But when those things kind of define that person, mm. uh, it really bugs me. Yep. Like 
they have a really nice car and that they just, that somehow their car gets brought up in conversation all the time. Because I'm like, I never talk about my car. Right. <laughs> right. And I like mean. One of the least important things yeah, about a person. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I just drive a <laughs> 2017 Subaru. Nothing, <laughs> nothing Wait, special. Wait, what happened to your Volkswagen? Um, she's no longer with us. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Sad. We're not Volkswagen. Tourism. I know. It's really hard. But. Uh, um, we'll get through it. I have long hair, so I needed a Subaru. Mm. You know, they mm-hmm. gave me a discount. Cute. But um, <laughs> anyway, like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, like, if you have a BMW, that's awesome. I wish I had a BMW, but I don't really want to hear about it all the time. BMW does nothing for you when you're dead. It sure doesn't. Um, And yeah, so little things like, and listen, if you have a ton of money and want to spend an exorbitant amount of money on like a Louis Vuitton bag or something, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I don't care. Like, I'm not bugged by extravagant wealth or, like, showy, gaudy things, but it's when you think those things make you really special and cool. Yeah. That kind of icks. Um, <coughs> what else? I don't understand the expensive bag thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're so expensive, like... Yeah. A couple grand for a little leather bag. Makes no sense to me. Like, yeah, I don't even need a bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're good. I know, but I have pockets if I need <laughs> if so I need stuff. Pockets. Actually, I love a backpack. I'm gonna be honest. So do I. Yeah. Well, I'm into the like crossbody granny back situation. Mm. Yeah. <gasps> you can hear my ice. That's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Very unprofessional, but your water needs to be cold. Um, let's see. Let me give you one more ick. Um, um, hmm. Let's see. You know what I have a hard time with? Uh-oh. <laughs> that look you just gave. <laughs> I was trying to think if you, if you have this or have in the past, um, and it's listen. It's not a deal breaker at all. I just kind of about to personally I, attack. I just kind of <laughs> don't. I just don't like it. Is hair extensions? Oh no. Yeah. Never. Um, and the truth is, a lot of times I can't even tell, right? But it's when I get in there. <coughs> oh. When you get in there. When I'm when I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm involved. Wow. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in close proximity, mm-hmm. and I find an alien in your skull. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, why don't you just wait till your hair grows? <laughs> well, sometimes we do it for thickness. Okay. Not for length. Yeah. I um, and maybe this is just uh naive of me because I have thick hair. Yeah, yeah, you have great hair. Thank you. I don't understand spending hundreds of dollars on hair. Yeah. That's just gonna grow and not be the same in less than six weeks yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know that's my personal opinion i don't know but you know if if that's what people want to do i support it yeah it's just I support not it. my thing yeah that, that's how i feel i support it i i support people's happy i'm happy for their happy and yeah. if that's what makes them happy mm-hmm. cool yeah i'm not gonna spend 400 dollars on my hair are like there any much. fashion faux pas you can't really handle with guys mm. 
Because I bet most guys struggle a little bit in the in the fashion department. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I. Mm. You want to dress your guy a little bit? Yeah. Oh yeah. We also want to steal his clothes. So right. <laughs> I need a I need a guy who's a large or an extra large. Yeah, yeah. So we can share clothes because yeah. I like them oversized. Yeah. Know? I buy a lot of men's clothes if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. So I'll share right back. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not any fair. of my women's stuff. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> not anything that I can super think of right now. Boat shoes. <laughs> I've heard a lot of girls <laughs> talk about shoes, like <laughs> boat shoes. Uh-huh. Can't hang, but I don't know. I feel like style's a big one. Yeah, because like, who cares? Uh. Genetics are genetics. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they work in your favor. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, yeah. But guys have it really easy where like you could be someone who doesn't have genetics on mm-hmm. their side. Yeah. But if you dress really nice, you would get almost any girl you want. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. And you have a, a good personality. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But like guys don't say that about girls. <laughs> no, we should. Sure girls don't. often say that about guys. Yeah. Being like, you don't have to be the hottest of the hot, but yeah. if you have a great personality and you're funny and you dress really good, mm-hmm. you're golden. Right. It doesn't it doesn't equate. And it's way girls. and it's way easier for a guy to dress well because yeah. we have way less like accessories and combinations. Yeah, but also like men's clothes is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Fabrics, like the textures of the fabrics are way cooler. Yeah. The fits are better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girls' clothes, there's, like, so many variables. I know. It's crazy. Like, even when I've been dating girls and I feel like I really know what they like, I, I, I can't buy them clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be happy to, once I'm married, if, like, I was given the green light. <laughs> like, hey, I feel like you know my stuff, you know my sizes, whatever. Yeah. But still, I feel like half the time they'd be like, oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Or this doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. So... It's really tricky. It's rough stuff. It's hard being a girl. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> I don't, I don't, um, no, I, I don't envy your situation. I like being a girl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tough. Yeah. If you could, um, <coughs> if you could be a man for Oof. 48 hours, mm. what are you doing? What's your activity? Or would you just kind of chill on the male brain and see what's going on? I mean, it would be interesting to like go out in public and see what that's like. Yeah. No one's looking at you. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it depends what kind of guy you magically become. Right. I don't know. 48 hours, that's a long time. I would not. (laughs) You wouldn't do it? No. I'd be at home and just wait until it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I like being a girl. Yeah, yeah. I like having a, a woman's body, not a man's body. Sure, but I mean, I don't want those parts. <laughs> well, nobody does. But um, but yeah, two days—that's not very long. I just figure it's enough time to get the lay of the land. Yeah, <laughs> the lay of the land. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? What would you do if you were a girl? Oh, gosh. Be a tall um, girl. Well, I mean. Hopefully, you'd go into a shorter. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what kind of girl I'd... get a lot of stares if you were a... I might come back... I might be like a black girl. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I might be a sassy black girl. Um, But yeah, I guess it depends if I I become a woman with a man's brain or if I get the woman's brain too. 
that changes everything. Mm. Yeah, because if I go into a woman's body with my man brain, <coughs> I'm just going to want to... Um, I'm not going to want guys to hit on me because it's going to feel weird if I have my man brain still. Right? You'd, you'd just be like a third-party observer, really. Yeah, but if they got a little too... If they got touchy. They don't. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Well, but if I was experimenting, I might be a little slutty and a little forward. <laughs> then you're asking for it. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't complain at that point. I know. I just, I'm nervous about the whole thing. Oh. Um, no, I, I, I feel like I would do it just because the curiosity would kill me. Mm. But yeah, it might be pretty uncomfortable or weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something to think about. <laughs> something to think about. I think I'll pass. Yeah. Um, okay, when you're when you're engaging in the beginning stages of a relationship, mm-hmm. are you someone that likes to really, really move slow? Do you like to like? Do you feel like you know very quickly if you like a guy? Yeah. Like how quick? Um, like if you've been out, like, I guess it's not the same all the time. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick if I'm like, yeah, he's not my husband, but like, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Or like, oof, that was rough. Mm-hmm. Wish I had that hour back. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. Um, other times it's like, I think more often than not, because now being 27, it's, uh, I can. I only agree to go on dates with guys you're semi-interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think more often than not, it's like a, yeah, that was fun. That was nice. That was an enjoyable time. I'm not mad. I like spent my time doing that tonight, but I'm not going to reach out. Sure. But if they do like, cool. What's your move? If you have a really amazing first date, do you wait for him to reach out? Do you not say, do you send a, a post date text? This is sad, but like, Most of the time, I'm, I don't know. I think, I think it, it's not that I'm not excited. I think I'm just, being 27, it's mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of dummy guys out there. Sure. And so, I feel, I know how you feel about uh, dating older girls, but also, by the time you're, like, in your later 20s, I'm still young. Yeah, yeah. But, like, once you've dated enough, it's like... You're over the bullshit. Sure. And it's like, there's been enough guys trying to shove their tongue down my throat on a first date. Yeah. I'm just like... Okay, but you're I've not... I've like lost hope for like <laughs> good guys out there, you know? Yeah. And so even if I like go on a date and it's a good time, it's almost like good times don't last. Right. Is what it feels well, like. Well, you, you, know? you don't expect much to yeah, materialize. Yeah, my, ex- my expectations are low. So it's mm-hmm. like, sure, if, if it slowly progresses and like dope. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. I'm open for that. Yeah, but you don't get excited off a of first date very easily. Um, Not usually. Yeah. But sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I do. But best case scenario, it's a really good date. What's your move? Gosh, I feel like everyone's going to be like, she's a bitch. No, everyone's <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very nice. I promise. No, you're a sweetie. Um, listen, most everyone's responses when you're talking about dating are harsh. Yeah. You know, they just are. It's a I'm sure people have harsh responses about dates they've been on with me. Yeah, it's violent everyone's, out there. 
everyone's learning and growing. Well, some and, people vibe, some people not. Well, and here's the thing about dating. Wrong time. Is you can say whatever you want, but it's so personal. Right. You know, so even though you're going to like, well, like we just didn't click or whatever. At the end of the day, you're like, but also like they just didn't like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> or they didn't like me enough. Or like I dated someone recently and I was really stoked about it mm-hmm. and like. If it were up to me, I'd still be dating this person, mm-hmm. but circumstances were not ideal, and so I needed to end things so that they could take care of what they need to take care of. Yeah. So it was like, that was comforting to know. It's like, okay, Janae, you can feel excitement, and like, mm-hmm. and he wasn't perfect by any means. Yeah, yeah. So that, and that's fine. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for perfect, but I can be stoked yeah. sometimes, you know? Okay, so, but my question is, if you have a first or second date and you're excited enough, not like you're falling in love, but you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that was pretty fun. I wouldn't mind seeing that chap again. Yeah. Do you... If I'm wanting a second or third mm-hmm. date, I'm usually a little bit giddy. Yeah. yeah. But do, will you send like a, hey, that was so fun. Will you send a post-date text? Will you just wait to hear from him again? Um, <clears throat> I'm not like a a huge texter all day. Like mm-hmm. I'm busy during the work Yeah, day. yeah. Um, my phone's away. I'm not, I'm not checking my phone while I'm at work. Yeah, but it's easy enough after the date to be like. But yeah, I'll like check in every once in a while. I'm not like a huge texter. I don't need to be texting someone like all the time. Yeah. Um, but even just like sending a, a cute thing here or there, like just to touch base to be like, hey, I'm still here or whatnot. That's like enough for me. It helps to build the suspension. The suspense. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> like hold out kissing the person yeah. for a few dates. Don't kiss them yeah. right away just because right. you're super excited. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hold it out because that's also what's going to make it last longer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it's like a lot of it's just basic human psychology, right? The laws of attraction. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, yeah, you both want to kiss each other, but you're like, we'd probably like it more if we waited till our third or fourth date mm-hmm. and then yeah yeah there's some some excitement builds build some of yeah the emotional stuff before the physical stuff yeah heaven forbid yeah. <laughs> heaven forbid <laughs> um yikes okay what is um what's something that if you could improve one thing about yourself what would you improve Ugh, i wish that i was just like a perfect communicator Mm. like with everyone yeah because everyone receives information so differently Mm -hmm. um or everyone communicates what they need in a way that's maybe not going to be understood perfectly by everyone else yeah um you could be having a conversation with someone and feel completely understood and you guys in your brains have different right conclusions on what was just spoken about right um and i often will like watch conversations of people and they think they're on the same page. And I'm like, y'all are not even talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I I try to communicate as best as I can and understand, like, meet someone where they're at. Mm-hmm. But. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And it's always going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. It's never going to yeah, be Yeah, because you think, like, whatever. You have a little close circle of friends or family that it's much easier to communicate with because you know mm-hmm. their styles and their tendencies. But then someone new comes into your life and yeah, you don't know their past and you don't know what triggers them and you don't know. 
and maybe they're not ready to talk about it. And so then you're like, you can't have an understanding. Well, and it's hard sometimes, like for me, I'm a very like open book. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I struggle when people are a little bit closed because I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like intellectually, I understand like not everyone is as, as open as me. Yeah. But it's hard because sometimes I'm like, but I would love to give you this information. Why wouldn't you love to give me the yeah. information? But it doesn't equate. Or they don't know how to communicate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing I don't like. I, I guess for me, certain elements are eat. They come naturally mm-hmm. or they've evolved over the years. And so I don't think like, well, why would that be difficult to communicate? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of a myopic way of thinking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Your mustache looks great. Does it really? Yeah. Thank you. Do you trim it recently? I trimmed it right before you came over. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want some nasty stash. You're welcome for noticing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I ju- I wish it was a little darker. <coughs> Wait, why? Because it, I just wish it like matched my hair. It's just so blonde. It is kind of blonde. Even your yeah. beard's a bit darker. Yeah. But your eyebrows are light, too. I know. What the heck? If I was a girl, I'd be pissed. Why? Because don't girls like dark eyebrows? Yeah. I, sometimes I dye mine. Yeah. Mo- I feel like... With beard dye. I don't want to be that guy, Maybe though. I shouldn't say these things on the podcast. Just giving away girl secrets. No, a lot of girls don't. buy beard dye and dye their eyebrows and their eyelashes. Oh, really? Yeah. It just works better than... Well, you go and you pay to get it done, and it's like super expensive oh so that's kind of a hack mm-hmm. oh wow also time saver yeah. who has time to drive somewhere sit in a chair for 30 minutes drive home yeah i don't no yeah i'd rather be in bed <laughs> <laughs> not me but i'd rather be doing other stuff i was in bed by 8 p.m last night that's crazy so we're we're burning the midnight oil for you right now. Yeah, I mean, I was at work at seven thirty this morning, and I left at six. So it was a long day. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's eight, not normally like it's that like eight thirty p.m. So you're <coughs> you're on your last leg. But like, I'm here with you, so I feel energized. You know? Right. Okay, you can rally. Yeah, I can rally. Are but I'll you be tired tomorrow? Where are you on the uh, introversion extroversion scale? Um, I think I often confuse people because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a social human. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm very like bubbly and happy and can be chatty. But you love your alone time. But I'm introverted. Yeah. I'm around humans all day long, mm-hmm. dealing with like some pretty big behaviors and emotions and yeah. whatever, both with <laughs> the children and the staff. Yeah, sure. Um, because I'm I have to manage quite a few adults yeah. as well. Um, and then I go home and I'm alone. Yeah. And I like it. Are you, do you get pretty socially exhausted? Um, so you kind of need recharging time? I think I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I used to really need that, especially with jobs I've had in the past. My job now is dope. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy with where my, what my job is. And I feel like I come home and I still have energy to give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just finding good people to share the energy with yeah but yeah i uh i don't get lonely mm. i uh because i'm a very independent human yeah yeah um you've made that abundantly clear yeah oops <laughs> <laughs> so sorry um 
You know what's funny real quick? Yeah. I feel like you never hear guys talking about how independent they are. <gasps> I feel like I just was put in my place. <laughs> no, I just think it's interesting because I hear that a lot from girls. Almost like a badge of honor. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm really independent. And that's great. I guess I, I don't mean mine as a badge of honor. It's right. not like me me bragging but it's me like trying to explain yeah yeah and i guess i just find it interesting because Mm -hmm. you really rarely hear guys even mention that they're independent it's almost implicit or it's like who cares or like you're supposed to be it's either like you are and it's good and great or Mm -hmm. you're not and you don't want to talk about it (laughs) right right so (laughs) yeah um anyway whoops um when i first moved into my house that was probably like the first time I felt like lonely mm. in my adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, I feel lonely all the time. Yeah, I don't. That's cool. And granted, like when I'm dating someone or like my good friends or whatever, I love hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm a recluse, yeah. you know? Um, I'm also just like very protective of my space and my energy and yeah. the time and money that I put into it. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, when I first bought my house, I was really lonely. And then I'm now over that phase and I'm totally fine in my house. Cool. Um, recently, I bought a king size bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was freaking lonely. <laughs> Sleeping in the king size bed. Yeah. And I had just ended things with someone right yeah. before I got it. And uh-huh. so I'm sure that exasperated it. But I'm over that now. Okay. It's fine. Um, Are you a sprawler? <laughs> um, A little bit, but not really. I'm like mm-hmm. a, a fetal position. Yeah, yeah. Kind of girly, but. I uh, I now sleep more towards one side versus the middle, mm. which is weird. I'm 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 I sleep on the edge of the bed. I'm an edge sleeper. But you're a large human. Well, but I'm not. I'm long. Yeah. I'm not large though. Right. But so I don't like. What size bed do you have? It's probably a. I'm not sure if it's a queen or a full. Mm. Um, it's decent sized. Like yeah. I like a big bed for when I'm just chilling in my bed. Mm-hmm. But when I'm sleeping, I'm occupying a very small sliver of the bed. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, I'm kind of weird. I actually sleep in a really weird position, but. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't use a pillow. <coughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I sleep like. At on, all? No, I sleep like on my face. Like I sleep on my side and like on my, like my cheek. Where are your arms? They're, my arms are like, to like your chest. inside. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, it's it's really um, unique. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you're weird. I am weird. <laughs> Sorry just, to break it to you. No, it's not news. Um, How do you breathe? Just inhale and exhale mostly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. I'm and I'm I'm bad at sleeping. Period. Huh. You th- mm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. No pillow. No pillow. Ever. I mean, I own pillows, so mm-hmm. like, I if need. You're laying like reading on your bed. Yeah, yeah. But once it's night night, mm. the pillow's gone. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the good news is, I'm very pillow. If I'm ever sharing a bed. I'm not a pillow hog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Are you sharing a bed out here? No. Mm-hmm. I'm talking hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. Actually. Eventually when you're married. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Janae, Alexa. <laughs> I 
actually, when I'm dating someone, even though I'm abstaining from mm-hmm. sexual behavior mm-hmm. of all You're or most. You're announcing this to your podcast. Podcast knows. Podcast, <laughs> kn- podcast knows. I know. <laughs> i had many a discussion. <laughs> no, but I... Um, even when I'm dating someone and you're you're comfy and you're like, oh, we're we're fine not doing stuff and having little sleepovers. I don't love them. Mm. Like I love cuddling and snuggling and stuff, but I'm just like, I just assume go back and sleep in my own bed or whatever. Um, so I used to be that way. Just because we. I still am that way. No no bed sharing. Yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 just because. Um, <coughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Just as easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but I'll be like, I'll be fine and overjoyed to share a bed with somebody someday. But maybe a king size bed. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You can have your own size. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, okay, we're gonna wrap this up. I have one more question for you. Oh. Are you ready? Mm, maybe. Have you enjoyed your time? Here. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not the question. That was just oh. a, a pre-question. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure you're having a good I feel time. Like we always have long good chat we do we do we've known each other for what six years six years yeah right about now that's great I, we were both living in provo we were and walking distance from each other actually yeah yeah should we tell an embarrassing story no okay <laughs> i know exactly what <laughs> okay we uh, won't you can tell it if you want no 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 we don't need to no we don't need to. <laughs> just but no it's pretty good I veto. but just know it's pretty it good. it is pretty good yeah sometimes it comes up in conversation yeah yeah it's I've, fine. yeah i've told a lot of people about it too <laughs> i can't be the only one no um i've had a similar thing happen with somebody else too mm, yeah. funny um but it was worse with you anyway um (laughs) (laughs) nice and uh nice and vague gonna be asking so many questions good good clickbait um (laughs) okay my question is if um if the roles were reversed and this was your podcast and you had one question for me what would you ask you don't even let me prep for this question i know it it's got to mm. come from the soul. What is the thing that um, makes you feel most loved? Most loved. Yeah. Um, are you big on love languages? Uh, decently. Take them or leave them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty big on them. I guess more so just like knowing knowing what yours are and what other people's are so you can... Better understand each other. Yeah. Um, but mine are definitely, I, I'm not positive on my order, but I need the top three, mm-hmm. right? I need physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So. I, I want specific. I know, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to break it down in my head. Because mm. I think, like, to me, like, if I'm in a relationship with someone, like, I need the physical touch and quality time to even feel like <laughs> we're in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? But once that's there, like, the words of affirmation go a really long way. Um, So, I'm trying to think if it's like, what what makes me feel more loved? Is it like, really, um, honestly, you know what gets me sometimes are really, really sweet, like, thoughtful texts. 
Um, and obviously if somebody does kind of a similar like thing. Like out of nowhere random or like in context? Either way. Hmm. Yeah. Um, like I, I know it seems cliche, but like even sometimes like on my birthday, you know, people go out of their way to send you nicer things because you're you, still alive. If you tell people about your birthday. <laughs> right, if you're not private about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't announce it to the whole world, but I usually have a little gathering of friends or whatever. And we do a we do a honey roast. Mm-hmm. You ever done that? No, I've never been freaking invited. Well, I don't mean have you ever done it at my <laughs> party. <laughs> no, I haven't. You know how invitations can get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when so me, your neighbors. I know it. Me and my close friend groups have a tradition. So everyone's everyone's birthday, we do a honey roast, which is the opposite of a normal roast. So you just go around. Oh, cute. Yeah, so you just go around and everyone says <coughs> something they love about you or something. Yeah. And my friend group, um, they've just been so like, because we do it every year, everyone tries to really like. Step it up. Be, well, they try to not, you know, repeat what they said another year or something. And so, um yeah, they're That's really so cute. They're really meaningful, yeah. Um, so I've walked away from like my birthday night where we do a honey roast, just feeling like unbelievably loved, you know. Fresh. Yeah, it's so fresh. When's your birthday? Uh, June. June. Yeah. Summer guy. Yeah, I'm a summer guy. Summer nights. Mm-hmm. A Gemini. But um, yeah, I guess that's probably it. When um thoughtful words yeah when people tell me how much like i mean to them or like something i've done that makes them happy or something that means a lot to me Hmm. yeah i think i'm trying to figure i wish i knew more like like i wish i could articulate this better but i feel like I don't know how much physical touch actually makes me feel loved or how much I just like it. Because that one gets confusing. Yeah, right. Or like quality time, it's like I feel like I need the quality time to gauge anything else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, And some people don't really require much quality time. They're like, when we're together, it's great, but... I used to like not care about it at all. Yeah, yeah. But I also like didn't care about dating people. (laughs) Yeah, that's... um, So, yeah. Well, um, what about you? What makes you feel loved the most? Um, well, for words, I don't think I'm, that's like my top, but whenever someone says something nice about me, I'm just like shocked. (laughs) Like what? Yeah. Little old me? Me? Yeah. I'm actually a character (laughs) that you observe in (laughs) the world? Yeah. You think about me? What? Yeah. Um... I think physical touch is a big one for me, mm-hmm. but in terms of like, if I'm even just out to dinner with someone and our feet are like touching under the table, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, so it's not necessarily just like, like the thoughtful, intimacy, but just yeah. I'm here. Here's my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I got you. Yeah, you like a hand on the thigh. Yeah, or yeah. like hand on my back as we're walking through a door, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Just like the little things. Yeah. Where someone would touch my back when I walk through a door <laughs> for once. <laughs> How weird. I know. Can you imagine if girls did that to guys? Funny. Wouldn't kill them. Um, acts of service is a big one for me too. Mm, yeah. I never ask for anything. Yeah. I will. I won't. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, I, uh, 
the thoughtfulness that goes into mm-hmm. acts of service. Yeah. That's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Intent. when it happens for me, it's amazing, but I don't really care if it doesn't a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, um, it's nice to know that you're not like an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's when you really know if someone like cares about you. Mm-hmm. Is if you're an afterthought or if you're an intentional thought. Yeah. Well, when you have to, when you're like, oh, they actually had to, they definitely had to like think about this for a while or, or had to they put actually some... listened to X and did Y. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I talk so weird. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm just, this podcast is going to come out and people are going to be like, never have her uh, on. Oh, yeah. We didn't understand anything She's that was worse. said. She's um, freaking weird. She didn't speak English. <laughs> Um, but you didn't speak in a British accent once. Because well, I didn't really ask you that many questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a little British when you're inquiring. Yeah. 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 I I tend to ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. But well. You hit me with a lot. I did. I hit you with the heavy stuff. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> we talked about this for a while. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was fun. Okay, um, guys. I have to go to a basketball game. So I got to get the hell out of Dodge. But um, appreciate everyone listening. And please, you know, share this episode with everyone that you've ever met. Ever. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. And the podcast will grow. It's that that easy. Mm -hmm. Just if you know someone, send them the podcast. Or if you don't know them, just random numbers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine too. It's so easy to text random numbers. Just do 10 of them. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Everyone has their homework. And appreciate you. And we'll catch you with the next episode.